This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. Here's your host, Sam Rafus. Happy Wednesday. I am beyond excited to spend this show diving deep into what personal branding means for me and my guest. Right now, at this moment in time in spring of 2018, personal branding, also referred to by the big brands as humanizing your brand, and a lot of the big brands are striving to do just that to connect heart to heart with their customers. But us as entrepreneurs, it means that we get to share our authentic self with the world in a way that is real and connects with your community, your clients, and that allows you to be in service to make an impact and an income. With all the tools and the technology that we have at our fingertips, now is the time you can truly live the life you choose. So how do you do that, you say? Well, my guest and I are going to share our thoughts, our ideas, our opinions, and our experience on how we've done that, and hopefully give you some tips on how you can do that. To say that we're on the same page is an understatement. I refer to Love Brand You, and my guest actually talks about Live Your Brand. So that's alignment, I would say. Let me introduce you to Sean Douglas. Sean is a U.S. Air Force veteran, a master resilience implementer, a TEDx speaker, an international radio show host, a performance enhancement expert, and author of Decisions, The Power to Overcome Self-Defeating Behaviors. Welcome, Sean. How's it going? I am uh, super happy to be on the show, and and this is right in our wheelhouse, so we're going to have an amazing conversation. I know. I thought it's really, it's just perfect, perfect discussion. There's a lot I could say after talking with you the last time we talked, but I want you to start us off. Just start us off, tell us your backstory, and why you're doing what you do now. Wow. All the way to the backstory. Uh, you know, I, I don't really have that like that branding, marketing, business, whatever, you know, background. Uh, when I think of branding, you know, I just think of my core values. I think of the way that I, that I grew up, you know, I grew up really, really rough, uh, alcohol dominated domestic violence household. Uh, my mom and dad divorced when I was in first grade, and my mom got remarried to to a guy who was uh, who was a bad guy. And, you know, bouncing around, I've lived in eleven different houses and in, attended eight different schools until the age of eighteen. We got evicted a lot. We got, um, you know, we slept in my grandparents' basement, full finished basement. Everything's where we used to have like all the Christmas parties and stuff. Um, but that's where uh, that's where we lived for a couple of years, twice, <laughs> in fact. Um, but when I think of branding, you know, I, I think of like, why do we wear the shirt that we have? Why do we have the shoes? Why do we have, 
you know, the house, the car, like everything that we, that we own materialistically is because of some kind of brand. Like I prefer Toyota over whatever. I prefer Ford, Chevy. You know, I prefer this house. I prefer this city. I prefer whatever. It's all a brand, right? You know, people prefer Doritos over, you know, whatever, like, but why? You know what I mean? So I look at branding is like your overarching why. And I've set a set of core, a set of core values for myself to live by. You know, I joined the military um, at uh, 18, right out of, uh, kind of right out of high school, but you know, right after 9-11, it's like, you know, I'm joining the military. Like why, why the Air Force? You know, that's just, that's just what I chose. I, 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 I like that brand better than, you know, the Marines or the army or, you know, whatever. I just, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work on airplanes. You know, I wanted to, I, I like watching them fly. I like the air shows, you know, eventually I wanted to fly one, but, uh, you know, 17 years later, still serving. I don't want to fly them at all. <laughs> I like working <laughs> on them. So, but everything that I, that, that I do is for like a personal brand. Like I don't, I don't just, so people make decisions based on emotions. They, buy, they you know, they buy things on identity. Like that's why. I, well, like if you buy Jordans, like I mean, that's the best, right? I mean, if you buy Jordans, you know, if, if you drive a if you drive a Camaro over a Mustang, if you drive a a truck over a car, you know, you're a country boy. You know, listen to country music over rap or whatever. You know, it's almost like you you're identifying with that culture, with that. Like I identify with, and you know, people buy based on that. So when you wear a shirt and it says, you know whatever, Hollister, American Eagle, whatever. It could be your own shirt. You know, you make a shirt that says live life, you know, whatever. You know, that, that, that's your brand. Like you're branding yourself as your actions brand you. So growing up as rough as I did, I found out pretty, pretty quickly that uh, I need to brand myself in a way that, that speaks to core values, that speaks to how I want to leave a legacy and conduct myself as a human being. So you led perfectly in, into the question, my next question. You talked about core values. What are your core values that make you choose what you choose or choose to live your life the way you do? Yeah, so my, my, I have, so everybody has a set of core values. And I, I count the top five as your signature core value. Those are your core values. Yeah. You know, like I value money, sure, you know, but, yes. but what am I, what am I, Core values. So, top five signature core values are God, loyalty, relationships. So, instead of saying I value family, I have just all relationships: friends, family, coworkers, relationships with anybody, anything. So, relationships, and then uh, um, honesty and integrity, because I believe that they're kind of the same thing. Uh, integrity is doing what's right when no one's looking. Yeah, that's a, that's a core value for me, definitely. Yeah, and then having an honesty, like I don't want people to lie to me. I'm not going to lie to them, yeah. you know, that. And then uh, the fifth one is transformation and impact because I believe that I want to be a transformative leader, transformative entrepreneur. That's why I do my show, Life Transformation Radio, because yeah. all I care about is transformation. And then, you know, I want to be a person of, of value, of impact. Of, when people says, man, that, that Sean guy, like, oh, my God, dude, he helped me, you know, or, oh, that guy, man. Like, at the end of my life, you know, I want people to say, like, I didn't give up because of you. Like, because of you, my life is better. Like, like that's really what I want. 
I like that. I'm I'm sitting here staring and thinking, okay, I have to talk. It's always always when you're doing a radio and a video, you and I can see each other and we'll probably use some of this footage later, but we're just uploading the audio for now on the podcast. So I always laugh when I sit here and I think, oh wait, I gotta say something. Um, you you mentioned at the beginning about your rough upbringing. What what's one big obstacle that was a turning point for you? What did you have to overcome to you know to to get to your core values and deciding mm -hmm. to be that transformation? Because you could have gone either way. Let's yeah. face it. You you yeah. could have gone down and and I've watched your TEDx talk. Love it. And oh, wow, thank I you. think everybody should watch it. Um, so I know a little bit, but what's, what do you want to share about your obstacle? I just, you know, you're right. Like, there, like there's this huge decision and when you're in it, you just don't think that there's another way, right? I mean, when you're, when you're, when you're in it, you can look forward, up, down, left, you know, wherever, like we got to go somewhere. You know, most people just plant their address, plant their mailbox and say, you know, this is my lot in life. You know, this is what I'm dealt with. You know, this is my programming. This is my, you know, my, my beliefs and, you know, whatever. Like, this is just my life. You know, I'm never going to be any better than what I am today. You know, and that's a horrible way to live. And that's how I used to live. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to wait for my yeah. two or three weeks vacation. And, yeah. and not that there is anything wrong with that if people are sure. happy. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But I just, I just think that, if you have the power, like you have the power to overcome anything you want. You just have to believe that you do. When you have gone through something, it's easy to look back and go, why did I even freak out? Like, man, that worked out so well, you know, but when you're in the storm, all you see is the storm, you know, when you're calm and everything, you know, you see the storm from the past. You can kind of see a way in the future. You can see a lot of things going on. The one thing I did, though, is I buried all my emotions and all my feelings because I was embarrassed about how I grew up. I was embarrassed that, you know, we were physically abused and mentally and emotionally. My mom, I watched get beat up and smacked around a lot. And so it, it, was, it was embarrassing, you know, to, to have to deal with that and have to, you know, grow up with that. Funny thing is, you know, if you don't deal with something, it starts to rear its ugly head around the corner. Yeah, it's and it always did that when I found Yeah. And it did that when I found alcohol. When I found alcohol, those feelings would come out. So I wasn't a nice person to drink around. You know, I was cool for the first couple hours. But at the end of the night, man, I'm trying to fight people. I'm trying, I'm like, just, I'm out crazy, you know? And, um, and I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. And I didn't know how to get past all that. You know, I wanted to hang out with friends. And they would know my limit too. Like they would just know like, all right, he's getting a little crazy. Like we need to. Kind of slow down, <laughs> you know, like no more, yeah. no more. You're done, you know. So I get caught off a lot and whatnot. But um, the worst thing I ever did was not talk about what had happened and not talk about my feelings and not like and and having that rule your life is is the way worst thing that you could ever 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 do. Yeah. So then, what? What drove you to dealing with it? Yeah, so St. Patrick's Day 2007, my house burns down. Had a huge party, and my house burned down. And uh, everybody who I thought were my friends left. Like, they were like, oh, this 
Nope, not no more. Like I call people, like, hey, can you help me? And they're like, yeah, I don't think so. No, that nah. would be like, an awakening. And then yes. When when they talk about you know God whispers at us and we don't listen until something mm-hmm. catastrophic happens. Uh, I would say that's one of them. Uh, yep. So you know, try to reach out and I was staying in a hotel for a couple of days and then I was going to uh, probably just have to sleep in my car because I didn't have any money because I was in debt and I was broke and, you know, whatever. Um, but my wife, who is now my wife, you know, um, she was the only one left standing. Like out of all these people I thought were my friends, like she's the only one that like really wanted to help me, you know. We were friends at the time. and But, um, you know, funny thing is that when you're there and you have nothing but ashes and there's nobody, you know, to pick you up. You know, you start questioning all of your decisions. You start questioning, like, I thought I had all these friends and I thought, and then you start going back in your mind, like, but I thought that people liked me and I thought that, you know, whatever. And then you quickly realize that, you know, you were just kind of that, that opportunity friend, yeah, you know, and not like, like a real friend. So I, I literally was like by myself, like alone. And, uh, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't fun. But you got your wife. Yeah. So we were, uh, you know, so she's helping me out and, you know, whatever. And, uh, sleeping on the couch and whatnot, you know, and then, uh, she was like, Hey, well, um, why don't you, uh, why don't you come, um, you know, hang out and like, let's try our relationship or whatever, you know, it's kind of how it worked out, you know? And then, um, you know, later on in the year, you know, we get married and stuff, you know, everything's great. And then I just started going back to my old ways. I was like, well, I'm married. Like, why should things change? Like, whatever. I am who I am, you know, all that crap. And uh, tried doing the same things before as drinking and partying and having friends over and whatever. And, you know, we've got, we've got young kids, like, can't yeah. be doing that stuff, you know? So, uh, so yeah, we ended up filing for divorce and we separated and we were going our different ways, you know, and then, um, being in the military, I got, I got a set of orders and I was getting ready to leave and I was like, all right, I think it's time to, I think it's time to wake up. You know what I mean? But, you know, during those moments that we were getting divorced and, you know, all this stuff, you know, I, I was like contemplating suicide and I actually, uh, tried one time, you know, just, I was like, I was done. Like, I just, I didn't want to, um, I just didn't want to live you know, through this stuff. I just didn't think there was any other way, you know? And, and it seems like that's people I talk to. It seems like that's why, like, there's no other way I can't do it. I, you know, whatever. So, yeah. And what held you in there? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had military support system. I had, um, you know, I had a couple of people that I could rely on. Yeah. You know, um, people that weren't going to give up on me, even though I give up on myself. You know, people who weren't going to give up on me, you know, in the military who, who like they saw something in me that I didn't see, you know? And so yeah, it, it was tough, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm going to anger management classes. I'm going to alcohol classes. I'm talking to chaplains and therapists and like, like trying to get better, you know what I mean? But I just didn't feel like it was going to help, but, uh, but it did, <laughs> you know, it did. <laughs> And I think to deep down somewhere when we're parents, I don't, I don't know about you, but for me, it, it always comes back to the fact that, okay, I've got three kids that are depending on me. 
So it's one thing to leave yourself or leave your loved one, your partner. Mm -hmm. That's tough enough. But there was something about when you have kids. And at at the time, how many kids did you have? Two. Okay. So what was that impact? Well, I mean, they saw me at my at my worst. I mean, they were young though. I mean, like one or two years old. So that was just two. I think she's two. No. Yeah, two or three. She was like yeah. two or three because she was born in 06, and this was like 08, 09. So, yeah, she's about, uh, yeah, November 2008. So, yeah, she's two years old. So, so she you, was two years old. You were then, ultimately, when they talk about this cycle repeating itself. So, oh, in yeah. some oh, yeah. ways, that's where your life was headed. But oh, yeah. you, you, oh, yeah. you made a turn, a mm-hmm. turn for, for the better. And I want you to talk about what you referred to the last time we talked about your uh, one-of-a-kind branding strategy. But I want to take a break first. I want to get into that after the break. And I want to also talk a little bit about your book and a couple other things before, before uh, we're done here. But let's, let's take a break first. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rhondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. And we're back to Love Brand You with my guest, Sean Douglas. Before the break, Sean, I refer- we, were, we were talking about uh, you know, how, how life we live our life and, and struggles and obstacles and then we decide to make changes and you and I talking about living our brand and you refer to your branding strategy and tell me more about that. You mean living, living your brand is simply finding opportunities every day to live out the core values that you have in your heart. I call that living your brand. So it's like, what do you want to be known as? Or, or what do people see us? Because you might have these core values of, you know, uh, of family and love and, you know, respect or whatever, whatever your core values are. And you ask somebody like, hey, what do you think my core values are? They might say something completely different. You're like, really? So I have an exercise that, people, that I tell people to do. So you go back 30 days in your calendar and you go back 30 days in your bank account. Because time and money are two things that people willingly never give up. So if you go back 30 days 
and you see like a lot of money spent on, you know, whatever, those are things that you, that you value. So if you spend time on money or spend time on money, spend money on family, then, you know, you would value family. But if you spent time on work, you spent time on family, you spent time on, you know, whatever. If you spent money on car parts and no money on family and you spent time with your family, then, you know, whatever. But as long as your time and money are lining up with your core values, then you're good. But if you look at your bank account and what you spent money on and it doesn't line up with what you believe, then there's an issue. I just know that time and money are two things that people will willingly never give up. You hate to waste time and you hate to lose money or spend money if you don't have to. Like, it's a hot commodity. So, you know, when I talk about branding, I'm talking about like, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be, even in a business, you know, like, like, you know, people think that that branding is just, let me slap a logo on a company and I'm good to go. And I branded it. Like, you know, there's mission statements and vision statements and, and core values. Like, I want to know what a company represents. I want to know what a company believes in. Yes. You know, that's what I want to know. Like when I go to shops somewhere, especially a mom and pop shop, like you always know, like, oh my gosh, like they've been around for this many years and they're, you know, but when I walk into, let's say I walk into like Target, I don't see their core values on the wall. Yes. I don't, I don't see signs that say we represent customer service, loyalty, and uh, the best brands in the world, you know, but I mean, when you shop at a company, is that what you're looking for? Most people are looking at it on price. I shop here because it's cheaper. Again, time and money. Right. Nobody focused on time and money. I don't buy anything Nike and neither is my family because if you look at the research, Nike is made in a sweatshop. Okay. Where kids, where kids at four, five, six, 10, 15 years old are paid five cents every hour to make everything. And it's documented. That's completely documented. So I just, I choose because that's not, I don't support the company that does that. Now, am I kind of a hypocrite and say, well, I mean, I choose these other companies because, you know, I haven't done research on a lot of other companies, but I'd like to know where my brands are made and, you know, stuff like that. So like, 10 years ago, um, I did, I just did research. on stuff. I was like, where am I, like, where's your food coming from? And where's, I was on this like weird, like, I want to know where everything comes from. Like, where are my shoes made? Where was like my clothes and my car? And like, you know, so if you look on your, on your car, you can see like made in Mexico, made in the parts are made in Mexico, truck assembled in Michigan. You know, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I just kind of, I just kind of wanted to know. And I found out that, you know, Nike, you know, that's how they operated. I'm not sure if they still do, but 10 years ago, it's what it was. So I haven't bought Nikes since then. And I just, I just don't. Um, they don't represent at the time. Like I said, they don't represent something that, that I believed in. So when I talk about core values, like these are the things that are not negotiable that you believe in that, that give you a purpose and direction for your life and, and how to live your life. Yeah. And I was just thinking as you're saying that about where you spend your money, because again, I, I shop at the local grocery store that's close to my house because again, I want to save time, but I also want to support my community. But I also like to know, you know, where my food comes from. Do I absolutely buy things off the shelf? Yes, because we need to eat. And where we live in Canada, it's not like we can grow our food all of our food, 
ourselves. We, we can grow a lot of food and I grow and I purchase a lot of the food that is made or grown, produced locally. That's really important to me. But right. even for other products, I will, I'll say to people, oh, is it a local product? I'll give it a try. The only time that I won't support local products is when the, when the service isn't there or when I feel, when I feel that the uh, price is off or I, or I feel that my hard-earned money is not valued. Right. So it has to be a two-way street. Yep. And this is like, I mean, it's just not negotiable for me. Like some things are just not negotiable, you know? And so when we talk about, you know, we talk about, you know, strengthening a set of beliefs, principles, and values, you know, there's just things that are not negotiable. Like you were, you know, like you were just saying, so you have to be, you know, convicted on your, you know, on your core values, you know, because it's, it's literally like you're branding yourself as this type of person. Yes. And I think as solopreneurs, as entrepreneurs, as speakers, as authors, as people out there speaking to our community, we have to live it because people are watching. I mean, how many, how many times have you been out? I don't know about you, but people have got their phones everywhere. We walk around with our phones. Oh, yeah. Anything is happening. People are documenting it. So I tell my girls, they're teenage girls, and I say, girls, live your life like somebody is taking a video of you all the time. And, you know, of course we talk about integrity and honesty and, and I think they've done a sure. pretty good job of, of living the values that I'd like to, to instill in them. But mm -hmm. it's just the way the world is good, bad. We live in a world that's like a fishbowl. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh my gosh. So if we're not, if we're not living our values, if we're not living our brand or, or when I'm saying love brand you, not only for myself, but for my clients, I'm saying you, you have to be willing to stake your, stake your claim. Yes, this is what I stand for and be willing to let go of people that maybe don't have the same values because not everybody has to be your client. And I think that's, that's where it gets tough. Because people want business, people want to have clients, but sometimes people don't want to work with you because of, of values that don't line up. But I keep saying that's a plus. When people can, can self-exclude uh, self themselves from being in your life or working with you, you're doing yourself a favor because it makes room for the people that want to be in your life or want to be working with you. Absolutely. Yeah. You nailed it. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people are going to, are going to chase, you know, what are you going to chase? You know, like I going to chase the money or going to chase the impact and you chase like what, like, what is it? You know, cause we'll like, I, I'm always trying to tell people like money is the result. Like don't chase the result, like chase the yes. action it takes yeah. to make the result. Like don't like, if you do a good job, you're going to get paid. Like, yes. Like my, my, I was just talking to my friend today. Oh my gosh. I literally was just talking about this today. And I had kind of a confliction. I'm like, oh man, do I, do I, do I go for the job? Do I go for the, man, it's going to be great money. Like it's yeah. going to be, you know, whatever. You know, do I go for that client or do I stick to my core values and, and maybe take a lesser money or, or, or lesser, you know, but, but, but the impact's the same. 
you know, like, like, do I stay loyal or do I, do I move on to this other? And it's like, uh, and he goes, dude, payment and profit is literally the result. But that's the vindication that you're good enough. Like you're going to get paid either way. Yes. But the payment and the profit is, is the vindication of what you're doing. So, so really what's more important? I mean, you're still going to be vindicated either way because you're getting paid for what you're doing. Yeah. But really what's more important? It's like, it's the impact, it's the transformation, it's, you know, sticking to core values. He's like, and, and how are you going to stick to core values? And it's almost like, I don't want to make that decision though, because yeah. I kind of want to do the bigger money. Like we always are drawn to the bigger money, yeah. but ultimately what does it come down to? Are you living your core values or, 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 you know, are you going to bend down them? Yeah. So. And I don't know about you, and but I ha- I haven't probably done it for a while now because I've I'm more seasoned, you know I'm I've been in business now for a while, but there there have been times where I've looked at the money and thought, oh hey that's great, oh I can do that, I can do, but not realizing how how far off the path it it was from my core values, and then it, it's not it's not a good mix between you and the client. And it's not that there is anything wrong with that person or you. It is just, you're wanting two different things. And then it becomes very difficult, very difficult. And you, I don't know about you being in front of a room of the wrong audience. Like that's painful. That's painful to talk to an audience that is not your audience. And they're, you know, rolling their eyes at you as you're, you know, I, I remember talking about something spiritual and I hadn't really cleared, um, you know, new, new in front of a crowd and, and I hadn't really cleared, cleared what the audience was about. And as soon as I'm talking, I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is, this is not, this is not cool. Right. Where, you know, you, you, you get your your authenticity, your, your brand out there, then you end up in the, in the right situations. And like you say, the, the, the money and the profit is there. Yep. Yep. So, absolutely. So what's one of your daily habits, Sean? That, oh, that definitely. Um, so a daily, I have a, I have a couple cause I yep. firmly believe in daily habits. So a daily habit would be mindfulness, uh, meditation, um, another thing, the daily habit would be that, uh, you know, I apply to speak at different places cause I'm a, you know, a speaker. So, you know, I apply to two events, uh, Monday through Friday. Yeah. You know, so that's something that I do every day. Uh, well anyway, Monday through Friday, uh, I pray like every day. Uh, I just, I, I have to find ways to keep my mind, uh, in a good place and focused because where focus goes, energy flows and I don't want to keep my mind focused on negative things because I don't want to flow into a negative direction. So I really have to be mindful of where I am at in my mindset. For sure. And taking, um, taking action to what it is that you do want. And I Mm -hmm. think, I think you had referred to that in your, in your Ted talk in the, in the brain hacks. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah. So the book decisions, the power to overcome self-defeating behaviors is an autobiographical approach to everything that I've dealt with up until, and the book was written in 2016. So up until 2016, uh, it talks about dreams and goals and values and, and things that I dealt with 
as a kid. And it, you know, it was therapy, really, like writing it all out and, and putting it into the world was kind of like therapy. Like I, was, I had to relive those moments. Yeah, and that was tough. Oh my God, that was tough. I, 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 I relived those moments in my mind. But at the same time, when I was, when I was writing it on paper, I was getting it out. Like I, was, I had so much, you know, deep down, I had so much I wanted to say. And it was like, I'm, I'm putting it all on paper. I'm putting it all in the book. I'm, 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 I'm everything that I think, feel, believe, whatever is, there it is. It's on paper. I'm done. You have it now. I was, I was giving it away. You know what I'm saying? And um, I felt great. I felt great after, after I wrote that. And a lot of people loved reading it, and they still do. Um, I get a lot of great reviews. I get a lot of people like, man, this book, holy crap. You know, it's just an emotional roller coaster of a book. Uh, one guy, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to please everybody. One guy was like, this book should be titled the many ways I've screwed up my life. Cause this guy's, a, <laughs> this guy's horrible. Like, Jesus. All right. Whatever. <laughs> well, you're, you're living your brand and he's living his. Right. And we talked about it on the show with other guests too, that, that the more that you want to make an impact and the more that you want to be out in the world and the more that us as speakers want to be on those bigger stages, the higher you go, the more you're going to get people that, that really don't like you for right. whatever reason. And if we, if we lived our life just for looking for validation from everybody it, it, it would be hard to live to our core right. values because mm -hmm. not everyone has the same values. Correct. So how can our listeners connect with you, Sean? And how can they get the book? Uh, so my book's available on Amazon. You can definitely go get the book on Amazon. Um, you can find me at www.thesuccesscore, core is C-O-R-P-S, thesuccesscore.com. Uh, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash thesuccesscore, facebook.com forward slash Sean Douglas Speaks. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I am really not hard to find, and I would love to speak with anybody um, at all. I would love to speak with everybody. So, <laughs> And what I'll do, I'll have, I'll have your website on the show page and your, your TED Talk is on there. Your book is on your website as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all there. Yep, all yep. on my website, everything. Yep. So I'll have the link to your website and people can click there to find you. Sean, give us your best parting words of wisdom or advice. Yeah, so what I always say is you have the power to write a new chapter. You have the power to say this is not how my story ends. Turn the page, write a new chapter, and figure out how you can live your brand on a daily basis. What does it look like? What can you do to live your brand, live out your core values every day? That's what matters. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. Listeners, head on over to the successcore.com for Sean. Thanks again, Sean, for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You are an amazing host. Thank you. I look forward to talking with you again. I look forward to reading your book. I'm your host, Sam Rafus, And until next time, keep sharing the love. 
Love Brand You with Sam Rafus. If you like what you heard on today's show, head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. You can leave a comment, a review, or send Sam a note for recommendations on a future guest you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks for listening to Love Brand You with Sam Rafus. For more, visit samrafus.com. S-A-M-R-A-F-O-S-S dot com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.